to Soul Speak. I'm your host, Erica Elmitz. This is the podcast where I help to bring humanity to high consciousness and high consciousness to humanity, one podcast at a time. Have you ever felt like something was true destiny, written in the stars, magical, only to have it not work out? Are you a bit confused about how something can impact destiny if it's actually destined? And have you ever wondered about intuitive or psychic readings and somebody predicting something that will happen that resonated so strongly for you in your core, only to have it not? If so, then stay tuned. This is the episode. Welcome, everybody, to this episode of my podcast, where I'm going to be talking about the million-dollar question, and that is free will versus destiny. How do these work? How do they interplay? And what the heck does it mean if something's destined, but then free will can impact it? Doesn't that go against the entire definition of destiny? Well, I'm here to break some of those myths up. We're going to break this conversation down and I'm really excited to do that. But before I start, as I do with every podcast, I begin with pulling an oracle card. This is a card that's going to set the tone, something to consider to make this time together a little bit more intentional. And today I'm going to be pulling from the Keepers of the Light Oracle Cards by Kyle Gray. And I do this live real time as I'm recording. And so you hear my shuffling as this goes on, but let's see what message they want to start. We want to start this podcast with today. What message wants to come out? And here we're getting Katumi, the cloak of wisdom. You already know the answer that you seek. Trust what you know. And what a perfect message to set the tone for our conversation around fate and destiny. Because Master Katumi, he's an ascended master, and he's all about wisdom, the wisdom of your soul, and the lessons that your soul is called to learn in this lifetime. This is about studying the insights we gain from our experiences. This is where we uncover our own truths, and we are encouraged to follow the path of our soul, which truly is based in the conversation around our destiny. And we're going to get into that here in a moment. But I love that he has come here to accompany this podcast today. And I have this interesting feeling that somehow this is going to tie into the oracle message that I pull at the end of the podcast. So stay tuned for that as we wrap this podcast up later. But really quickly, the announcements I have for you today is guys, we know we're living in crazy and uncertain times at this moment. And I know many of you guys are my viewers over on YouTube. I have a big YouTube channel over there that I've had now for three years. And I have created a backup YouTube channel on a program called Library. And that is, should something happen with YouTube, there is a backup of my entire channel that is updated real time over there. I will link it down below. And if you want to subscribe to me over there in case something does happen with YouTube, because we know that there's a lot happening with our social media platforms and we never know what's gonna happen. So I have done this as a backup should something happen to YouTube. 
And um, so definitely go check that out if you are a YouTube subscriber, for sure. And also, guys, I don't, I, I always forget to mention this because for me it's so second nature, but I know many of you guys are here, you're on a journey of trying to understand more about your intuition. And on my website, which is ericaelmets.com, I have a free, a free video that is available to you, which is all about understanding the difference between intuition and wishful thinking. How do you discern what's truly your intuition versus you're just either imagining it or you're hoping it to be true? And that actually was a video I channeled a while back that um, was really interesting the way that my guides brought the information forward. So um, if you're interested in that, please do go check out my website and enter in your email, you'll get your video for free. And again, that's also a backup should something happen with social media platforms, I have a way to be able to get in touch with you as well. Currently, I'm not sending emails out to my list, but in the future, should something happen, I may certainly begin to do that. But that's just another kind of backup plan here. So clearly, I have a backup theme going on today, but <laughs> hopefully you guys will um, take advantage of those additional resources I have for you. So let's just dive right into this really awesome topic, I think, because it is one of those things that people ponder, people wonder, really, what is destined? How much control do we have over what is destined or fated? And is there an a way that we can actually change what is the course of action that might be our destiny? So as I was doing the preparation for this podcast, I felt really drawn to looking up the definition of destiny because I thought that would be a really good place to start. And what I found was really interesting. So I actually have three separate definitions of destiny here based on multiple sources. So just to start, for example, Merriam-Webster Dictionary defines destiny as either something to which a person or thing is destined it's also what they call a predetermined course of events, often held to be an irresistible power or agency. Then dictionary.com describes it defines destiny as something that is to happen or has happened to a particular person or thing, lot or fortune, and also the predetermined, usually inevitable or irresistible course of events or the power or agency that determines the course of events. And lastly, I found this is the most fascinating one because this is exactly what we're going to talk about today. The Cambridge Dictionary defines destiny as the things that will happen in the future, the force that some people think controls what happens in the future, and is outside human control. So I beg to differ that there is something that is outside of human control when it comes to destiny. And we're going to actually break this down here today so I can explain why I believe that. So obviously being such a big topic, I mean, this is something that has been philosophized and talked about and written about for eons. You know, all of the big Greek philosophers and all the, the thinkers of their times have always pondered what is destiny and free will and how much control do we have over this. So certainly I am not one of those, <laughs> one of those philosophers that 
claims to know the actual full answer of this. I'm only going to be sharing what I have come to understand from my work, my years of personal growth, my experiences, what I've been receiving from my guides in my healing sessions and in my channelings as a way to wrap our brains around a concept that often is very hard to put into words. So how exactly does destiny work? The way that I see it and the way that I would describe it is it's a potential. When we incarnate here as souls in human body to have a human experience, there are certain life lessons that we have chosen to experience in this incarnation, in this lifetime. So our souls are never ending. We incarnate again and again and again so that our soul, our essence of who we are, can ascend, can grow, can become more enlightened through the experience in the earthly plane, in the human experience. And our soul is truly gifted the opportunity to come here, live a lifetime, have certain experiences, interact with different people in order to grow, in order to learn lessons. Sometimes these lessons are to further our ascension process. Sometimes what we're learning in this lifetime has to do with lessons we either didn't learn in a previous lifetime or that we need to clean up a mess where we actually created something else that we need to work out in this lifetime. Some people might call that some past life karma. Maybe we come here to right the wrongs of things that we did in previous lifetimes. So when we come here in human form, it's to grow, to learn. We incarnate in different bodies, in different cultures, in different genders many, many, many times so that we can learn and experience all that is meant to be experienced in order to become more enlightened, to become higher versions of ourselves, of our energies. Now, if you're interested in the whole past life thing, I'm actually going to be doing a future episode more in-depth on that topic. So definitely stay tuned to this podcast because that will be coming out relatively soon. So as part of our planning to come here to learn certain lessons in this lifetime, sometimes we contract with other souls, other individuals that agree to come here with us to learn certain lessons in this lifetime. Oftentimes people will travel through their lifetimes with what I call a soul family. And these are people that you have interacted with and experienced different lessons with before in previous lifetimes. There are many people who, for example, it's like you may have been your daughter's sister in a previous life, or you may have been um, married to someone who is your father in this lifetime. There's many intricacies in how souls will continue to move through the lifetimes to learn lessons, to work out karmic lessons with each other, where they have to kind of wrap up certain loose ends and they learn different lessons. So there are people that we have prior to coming here literally made an agreement with, a soul contract with, is like, you know what, we're going to meet in this lifetime 
And in this lifetime, that meeting is going to bring about lessons for me, lessons for you. And we're going to go do this together. And sometimes some of the people that are the most horrible to you in this lifetime are incredible souls that basically chose to come here to be that way to you so that you could grow. It's almost like they've chosen to be the the bad guy in your lifetime this time simply to help your soul ascend. Which I know sounds really weird in 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 the idea that how can that person be part of my soul family because they were so horrible to me, but often that's the case. So the way that I like to think about destiny and what is destined, the soul contracts, the lessons we're here to learn, is that the lessons and even the people that we're meant to encounter in this lifetime that are quote unquote destined, those are pretty solid. Now, even though those are pretty solid, what is not solid or what is not specific is what the outcome is going to be of that interaction and the lesson. And this is where free will comes in. Now I'm going to explain a little bit more about how that works in a moment. But before I do that, I do want to really reiterate the point is that when something is destined, it's important that we remember that it does not mean it's a final destination. So something that's destined is a milestone in our experience, but it doesn't mean it's a final destination. Sometimes we have people or things in our life that are meant to come in, but they're not meant to last. They're not meant to stay. This is true in romantic relationships. This is true in career choices. This is true in friendships. And if you haven't listen to my friendship episode, I highly recommend it because I talk a lot about the fact that the spiritual aspect of friendships leaving play an important role in our ascension process. So do check that out if you haven't listened to that episode yet. I always love to point people to other episodes to get more information on things that I bring up in other ones. So I hope you guys do find that helpful. So the best way that I can explain destiny, free will, how all of that comes into play is really a real world experience of what I used to do channeled readings for clients. Now I don't do this anymore, but when I was doing them, I started every single reading with kind of an overview of how I work, how my guides work and how the process of doing a quote unquote psychic reading works in my world. Now, this is clearly only what I would do. This is my approach. Other people that do this work have other approaches and that's totally fine for them. Yet I felt that it was important when people came to me for guidance on their life and their situation that they understood and I helped to manage their expectations on what they could get from a reading with me and what they couldn't get from a reading with me. So the first thing that I would share with them is that I never did predictive readings. I never did timeline readings. If people were coming to me to say, this is your person, you're going to get married, you're going to live happily ever after, I was not your person. I was not your reader. 
because there's so much at play when it comes to destiny, free will, that in integrity, that I did not feel comfortable communicating that to people because that wasn't ultimately my role. The people that were drawn to my work and my readings were people that are interested in their soul growth, understanding the situation, getting confirmation on their own intuition, some guidance of how to navigate through the journey, and not get the absolute answers. Because in reality, there are no absolute answers. There are many people who do readings, for example, who will say, oh, this is definitely not your person, or this definitely is your person, it's going to happen in six months, and... They just throw that information out there. And for me, that was something that I felt very strongly was not my place to predict or to even share because so much can influence and happen to change what I was receiving. Because when I would do a reading, I would always explain that I am looking at the energies right now. I'm tuning into the situation right now. I'm getting the guidance from my guides. And I'm giving you the best guidance for the energies as they are right now. Because guess what can happen? Three months down the road, six months down the road, the energies can change. There is a certain trajectory when I tune into the energies around a situation that I can see what's happened in the recent past. I can see kind of what's going on in the current energies and I can see what the next sort of energies coming in will be. But beyond a little bit ahead, I don't get information beyond that because of free will. Because one of the dangers that I have seen people experience when people do predictions or saying that this is destined, this is your person, this is your path, is that it creates what I call spiritual laziness is that if you think that there's a person who's come into your life to learn a lesson, if we look at it from a spiritual perspective, you've met a certain person and I'll just use romantic relationships as an example. You've met a certain person because you, you have contracted to come and learn certain lessons together. Now, anybody who's tuned into the energies can see that there is some sort of an aspect of destiny a soul contract between the two of you to experience some big learning together. But again, that does not mean that it's the final destination. And when people are told, okay, in six months or a year from now, that person's going to come back or they're going to be in your life and you're going to live happily ever after, that can create spiritual laziness. And I mean laziness from the standpoint that you go, okay, well, you know what? That's destined to happen. So all I have to do now is sit back and wait for the clock to turn, wait for the calendar to turn. And in six months, it's going to happen. So in the meantime, I just relax and don't worry about it. What we are robbing ourselves of when we think that way, we're robbing ourselves of the opportunity to grow, to grow through uncertainty, to grow through facing our fears, to grow through our limiting beliefs. If we're told something is coming to us because it's destined, we can just stagnate in our spiritual path, which is why it was never in alignment for me in my integrity to ever lead somebody down a path that wouldn't help them grow, that wouldn't help empower them, 
to trust their own inner guidance, to trust the guidance that they were receiving, to make decisions, to grow and to learn. So when I would do my readings, I would always channel the messages, give the guidance based on the information of right now, the potential of right now, knowing that along the way, any one or both people could make a free will decision where they get off that quote unquote destined path. Which doesn't mean that, for example, a reader that's giving a reading was necessarily inaccurate when they gave the reading. It just means that free will changed the course of quote unquote destiny. So the way that I have seen it and been shown it is that when we have certain choice points along the way in our path, we have one of two ways to go when we're given a major choice point. And I'm going to talk about this a little bit more in a moment. But depending upon the choices made by each individual in a soul contract makes, the universe will recalibrate a new potential path based on free will, based on these choices. Kind of like the way that if you're ever using um, a GPS system in your car and they've routed you a route to get from point A to point B, and then let's say you choose to go a different way, the, the system will recalibrate another path. Now it doesn't, it's different because it doesn't always calibrate the path to the same destination. It will maybe recalibrate you to a totally new destination. So that is how it does differ from the GPS, but that is the best way I was shown from my guides about how the universe works. It's like, we're at this choice point and then, okay, let's recalibrate because she chose to go left instead of right this time. So the, the recalibration leads you to another path. So how exactly does free will come into the mix? Now I mentioned before, free will is where we are at a choice point. We're at either a major crossroads in our life or even a minor crossroads. But typically with things that are destined big soul lessons, it's usually a pretty big crossroads that we're at that this applies to. But this is where you have a decision to make. You can either go right or you can either go left. This is where your soul is calling you to a direction and you have a choice of whether to answer the call of your soul, to listen to your soul, or to ignore it and keep moving on. This is where, for example, a lot of people let fear stop them or something else stop them from what their soul is bringing to them. I know for me, one of my biggest choice points in my life was when I was 21 years old, is I was trying to make the decision of whether I wanted to go on the pro tennis tour. I was qualified. I was solid. I had always dreamed about playing professional tennis and I could have done it. And I was at a choice point and I let something stop me from making that decision because it was going to cost about $100,000 a year in travel expenses, coaching fees, tournament entry fees in order to go on the pro tour. And I had just finished college. My parents had paid for my tennis, uh, sorry, my college education. 
and I had really struggled throughout my four years of Division I tennis with shoulder problems, other injuries. I had worked three jobs every summer to earn money for school, so I didn't spend my summers going and playing on the amateur circuit through the summers in order to build my quote-unquote resume in order to be able to solicit a sponsor to pay for my pro tennis career. And excuse after excuse after excuse. But at that time, that was my rationalization. This is something my soul knew I was able to do. It was something I had wanted to do. And I let, it wasn't fear that stopped me. For me, it was unworthiness. And it is one of the biggest regrets of my life because I guarantee you, had I chosen to do whatever it took to get on the Pro Tour, I could have got on the Pro Tour and had a very different experience from that point on. So I hope that by sharing this helps you see where there's times in your life where you may have felt a calling that you ignored. And often these can lead to those regrets down the road. And it is honestly one of my biggest regrets Um, of my life, but obviously I grew through it and I learned and I've grown and all that stuff. But those are the moments where we can look back on our lives and say, you know what? I might've had a different path had I chosen differently. So at that point, the universe recalibrated my path saying, okay, well, she's not going to spend the next many years of her life playing professional tennis. So let's get her going on another path. But these choice points, these major crossroads, these decision points, this is where you can maybe let fear stop you from something. This is where you can choose to not do the work on yourself. You can choose to ignore the symptoms that are showing up in your experience as an opportunity to learn. And you can just go, oh, forget it. Project it onto other people. It's their problem, not mine. I'm not doing anything wrong. You can also choose not to choose. And just allow things to unfold. You can choose to avoid a situation because it's just too uncomfortable. So many people do that. So many people come up with relationships or circumstances in their lives that are really trying and really testing because growth only happens when we're tested. You know, what happens to to coal when it is put under pressure, it becomes a diamond. We know this, we hear this all the time, but this is where we can choose that that process is just too uncomfortable. And so we choose to avoid it. And so the beautiful gift and the opportunity that's given to us at a time, we can choose to look at it and go, yeah, not going to do that. Or no, that's too hard. Or I don't feel like it. And often it's these points in our lives where our soul and the potential is screaming at us, like screaming at us, but we choose another path. So what is it that happens when you make that free will choice that alters your destiny? Well, like I've already explained, the universe recalibrates. Sometimes it will recalibrate you and nudge you back onto the path. And sometimes it will take you to a different destination that has still the potential to teach you the major lessons you're meant to learn in this lifetime. But one of the other things that happens when we choose a path that is a major lesson that we're supposed to learn in this lifetime 
is that if we choose to ignore it, if we go another direction and we just don't face it, the universe will escalate it next time. It will escalate the lesson to be bigger and harder the next time down your path. This has happened to me on a couple different occasions where I had a big lesson, a big soul growth opportunity, and I learned and I grew and I moved through it, but then I made a similar choice later and I still had more to learn. So that lesson moved on to a bigger, harder, more difficult lesson than had I just learned it completely the first time. So sometimes that can happen when we make a choice, depending on the size of the soul lesson that we're meant to learn in this lifetime. So that was an example where I had a choice, I, I looked at it, I dealt with it, but I didn't fully deal with it. So I didn't ignore it. I didn't go another direction. I had healed from it, but I had even more to heal from, which is why the universe is like, "Uh, uh, uh, Erica, you don't get a free pass to go on to the rest of your life because you haven't fully learned this lesson in its entirety. So we're going to bring it to you again, and we're going to make it louder and bigger and harder so that you don't have to go for the third time. (laughs) So um, be aware that that can happen when we make these choices. Because remember, we've come here to learn these lessons. When there are major lessons on our soul growth journey that we've contracted to come here to learn, the universe is going to try really hard to have us learn these lessons. (laughs) And they're not going to let us get away with it too easily of ignoring it. Because you can't really escape the lessons that you're meant to learn. But you can choose to avoid it, in which case, if you do avoid it enough times in this lifetime, guess what, guys, you're going to have to do? I hate to break it to you. You're going to have to come back and learn it again in another lifetime. So the choice is yours. Would you rather ignore it over and over and over again and have it escalate more and more and more? Or would you rather come back and relive it and do it even over again and again and again? Would you rather just learn it right? (laughs) Just, okay, you know what? I'd rather get it over with personally, but this is what happens with some souls is they choose to ignore the big soul lesson in front of them. And then they have to come back and do a do-over and they have, and oftentimes it can be even more difficult because they didn't take it the first time. And now again, that's not meant as punishment. We've all had lifetimes where, We um, have learned things, we've ignored them, or we haven't learned them, so we come back and we have to do it a couple times over again. But that is something, as you're going through your life, where you're looking at what's destined and the lessons, that's important to know that you don't get to escape the big lessons. It will come to you in some form or another. So as we wrap this up today, I just want to leave you with a final thought. Guys, there, there are no regrets. This is not about having regrets in your life because there are so many potentials at all times. It's not like we have one big path that if we screw it up and we make the wrong choice of some kind because of free will, it's not like we're meant to regret that. We can learn from it. We can grow from it. We can have the acceptance of ourselves, which is the key there is the acceptance of self for those things that we have regretted in the past and to really see things from higher consciousness to know, you know what, 
I didn't choose that. I felt like I maybe made a choice that uh, was based in fear or I didn't make the strong choice or I wish I had made the choice differently, but it's all part of the journey. And there's not just one pathway, there's multiple pathways. There's multiple potentials throughout our entire life. So please, please, please do not ever feel like that one choice or that one regret that you may have from where you allowed free will or you chose to make a decision that went against your soul's calling, then it's okay. That's called being human and learning and growing. So don't think that there was no growth that came from that. There was plenty of growth that came from that. And it's just something that oftentimes those choice points and decisions lead us to blessings we never expected. So I just want to make sure that you do not feel the regrets because there are many potentials for all of our soul lessons and the universe is helping us and conspiring with us to help us learn them. So moving on to the question of the week, are twin flames really two halves of one soul? I love that this question has been asked because this is something that I have been really feeling strongly about for quite a while because I feel like it is one of the myths that is perpetuated throughout the spiritual community. Now, again, this is my opinion. This is what I've been shown by my guides through my channelings and other people have different opinions and I respect other opinions on this. But when it comes to this question of twin flames, much of my work relates to divine masculine and divine feminine energies. I want to clarify that those concepts, divine masculine, divine feminine, do not only apply to twin flames. Twin flames are a subset of the greater collective that do represent divine masculine, divine feminine energies. That's part of their journey, but it is not only reserved for twin flames. So a lot of people ask about twin flames. It's something that a lot of people have um, questions about because they are drawn to it. So my quick answer to the question is no, I do not believe and I've not been shown that twin flames are actually two halves of the same soul. And I'm going to explain why in a moment. But in order to answer this question, it's important to take a step backwards and really look at what we're talking about here. When it comes to human consciousness and the awakening process, the great awakening we're going through, moving to the fifth dimension, the new earth, fourth and fifth dimensional consciousness here on planet earth. It's important to understand that consciousness isn't a destination. Consciousness is constantly evolving, constantly moving, expanding, growing. It's not like suddenly you, you reach a destination of full consciousness and yep, there you are. You're at the end of your journey. Congratulations. It's not like that. So when consciousness is continually evolving, we're trying to put language and concepts to big ideas, big concepts that are very hard to put into words. And so I understand why some people will um, say that the twin flames are two halves of one soul, because in a way, that's how the human mind can conceptualize it, because that makes sense to them. But it's so much more complex than that. 
The example I always love to give because it drives this point home so clearly is, you know, when you're having a dream and it is so big and so magnificent and there's so many facets, so many things that happened and you wake up and you're just in this place of, oh my God, I just had the most amazing dream. And then you try to tell somebody what happened in the dream and it loses all of its magic. It makes no sense because you can't verbalize something that is energetic. The human language is limited in the capacity to explain concepts bigger than words can fit around eloquently and accurately. So a lot of times people will have this idea, they sense it and they feel it, and that's the best way that they can describe it. What I have been shown is there not two halves of one soul. There is a resonance between two people that have a soul contract that come in that have that immediate recognition. Oftentimes these people can have very similar backgrounds, similar stories, similar childhood wounding, definitely. But sometimes this, someone can be completely culturally different from you. But there is a resonance and a connection there that awakens the soul as a catalyst, a catalyst to their growth, looking at something that's bigger than what they're experiencing here in the third dimensional matrix, right? That's the purpose of this recognition. But it's not two halves of the same soul. It is a resonance from the same soul family that there is a very strong soul contract between the two of you. Now, there are other members of our soul family that have a similar resonance, but there's something about that twin flame recognition that instigates an awakening process. But when I hear people saying it's two halves of the same soul, um, my guides have been like, no, not exactly. That's not exactly accurate. It is a good human attempt at explaining it, but it's not quite the truth, at least how I've been shown. And again, my caveat is this is what I've been shown by my guides over countless sessions, countless channelings, as a way to educate me so that I can be a better teacher to all of you. So that's my relatively brief answer to that question. And if you want to get more information on this, I actually have a free playlist over on YouTube called Beyond Twin Flames that I know people have found really helpful. So if this is something that you're interested in, please do go check it out. I will see if I will remember to link it in the description of this show. Um, after I record this. So I will make a note to do that. So as we're wrapping up here, I'm about to pull the final Oracle card guidance card. But before I do that, I want to give you guys the heads up of what's coming in the next episode. And that is a very important topic called self-sabotage. Yes, the thing that nobody wants to do, but often we can do. So we're going to look a lot more into what self-sabotage is, how we do it, how it manifests, and how not to self-sabotage as much as humanly possible. So that's coming up in the next episode. So as we're wrapping up, I'm going to pull another card from this Oracle deck as a final message as we're closing up here. And let's see what the final guidance message is for my listeners. And we're getting Diana, focused intention. Think about what you desire, set your sights high, and expect the best possible outcome. 
I love that Diana came in to join in this conversation because she is a goddess of the hunt. She's often shown and depicted with arrows and a bow and arrow because she's all about aiming your intention and being very focused on where you want to go. And this is where she helps us focus on a vision. But because she's the feminine, she helps us to connect to our intuitive side so that we can listen to the wisdom that's going to guide us towards our goal. And as we're talking about destiny and free will here, the Diana message is where we move into our power by listening to our intuition so we can follow our true destined path. Certainly we can make free will choices that cha- that change that or that alter that to some capacity. But I just want to read you, looking up here in the book, the message. And it says, move forwards with unwavering faith, knowing that the universe is supporting you. Diana is helping you awaken your divine ability to manifest what you deserve. Any fear is only a reminder that whatever you're working on or through is an important issue for your growth. Your focus is strong now and will be particularly powerful at the full moon. You may be aware of night owl tendencies. This is because your angels and guides are sending you important messages that you might be missing during the day due to a busy schedule. So set some time aside to do some deep meditation and receive the guidance. How beautiful that she's coming in to remind us that any fear is only a reminder that whatever we're working on or through is an important issue for our growth. Perfect message for our conversation today about destiny. So guys, with that, I bid you adieu for this episode. Do stay tuned to next episode coming up on self-sabotage. And for more information about my programs, please visit my website, ericaelmets.com. And until next time, I'm Erica Elmets, and you've been listening to Soul School. Be well, loves. See you.